choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, what up? What up? What up, everybody? This is um, thanks for asking podcast, Kel's. Sorry, thanks for asking, Kel's podcast, episode one eighty three. I'm back. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, thanks for all the shoutouts for last week's episode. I guess y'all really enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, appreciate y'all. So let's get on with this one. So, everybody seems to think I'm going to be on here yelling this week, but I'm actually not, because um, I don't feel it's necessary. I'm actually cautiously optimistic, and I think that um, last night uh, was best-case scenario. But let's, you know, let's go in order. So, yours in negritude is going out to actually... The America, American citizens, the voters, because um, the numbers were way up. Every they said like every, I don't know, every measured demographic you can do. It was like way beyond 2014. So shout out to y'all with a little bit of like uh, with a little asterisk because you know had these been the numbers in 2016 we wouldn't be here. But you cannot change the past. You can only move forward. So. Congratulations to everybody. Some of us finally woke up. We still had, you know, we still got these third-party voters. Look, I don't know what to tell y'all. Math is math. Y'all just don't want to accept the truth. I really don't know. You know, I'm just not having that argument anymore. It is what it is. Um, So, yeah. All right. uh, Yours and negative to us. So, let's move on to the election. So, I told y'all I didn't think there was going to be a blue wave. Um, But I feel like there kind of was. Like, you know, the media is trying to say that it was a flop, but it, it wasn't. Like, they, the, the Democrats took over the House. I really was more um, excited about the Florida governor race and the, and the Georgia governor race. And um, as I speak, I, I understand they're still ca- uh, counting the votes. I have no idea why Andrew Gilliam conceded so early. I mean, I, I don't know why you would concede when only half the vote. I don't, I don't understand that at all, but whatever. Um, but Stacey Abrams has not. And, you know... The fact that those states are so, like, corrupt and, you know, the opponent is the one counting the votes, for it to be down to still counting, that's very good. Like, I, so that lets me know that had, had what is not for all this fuck shit, she, she won. So I'm cautiously optimistic because even for all the W's and for all the L's, this this is a good thing because this is tie into what I was talking about last week about young people, people who are 30 making these grand pronouncements. What you got to understand is Beto, I didn't really see it for Beto, right? Beto, Beto, whatever. I didn't really see it for him. I mean, I, I, I saw, you know, I saw the excitement and everything around it, but I was like, it's still Texas. I just didn't really see it for him. But that's not the point because you don't always win your first time. All these new, you know, young folks that only know Obama as president, maybe they know the last days of Bush. Um, I think most millennials are like children or in grade school when 9-11 happened, like even like the oldest ones. 
maybe they were in middle school, but most of them that I know of, when they talk about 9-11, they were in school. Meanwhile, I was a whole ass grown-up stationed at National Security Agency thinking I was going to die that day, and y'all make me feel old as shit with that, but whatever. Um, were, you know, maybe they were kids on the, t- on, on, for the second uh, Bush term, but for the most, most of y'all, y'all only know, you know, Obama, and I gotta tell you that he's an aberration. Like most presidents, they don't win. Nixon had to run got twice. I mean, take it back to Lincoln. Lincoln had to run more than once. Um, Reagan, no, acted Reagan won more than once. Uh, Reagan might have won. I don't know. I maybe it was for governor. I know he ran for governor. Maybe it was governor of California. I think he. I think the second time he won governor of California. I could be wrong. I, I have to look it up. But I, I think there was. There was some race that Reagan lost initially because that's what started the whole morning in America and the conservatives figured out they had to switch gears. Um, so the point is you don't always win the first time. Sometimes the first time you build momentum, you get people out there. Like Beto, you know, he didn't do too bad. So, you know, look out for him because he can run again. Like that's about you young people. It's like, oh, we didn't win, so now I'm not going to vote. That's the shit we're talking about. Like, listen, this is a long fight, you don't win overnight it took us a hundred, took us we got free from slavery in 1865, it took another hundred years just to get the voting rights hat and then like another fifty to really make that matter you have to be patient our ancestors lived through slavery and Jim Crow and all kind of shit, dreaming about us, what's, what's the Maya Angel? we had a hope and a dream of a slave, that shit is true they, we are their wildest dreams so you, you have to be patient, but you have to fight. And I'm a Marine, so I use war references, but it's accurate. Like, so you, when sometimes when you are in battles, dog, you can't see the light for nothing. You just got to fight. You just got to, yo, I'm just going to fight and take an inch and fight and take an inch and fight and take an inch and then fight and take a foot. And then we take three feet. And then you just keep, keep, keeping on until you got the field. Maybe you got to retreat that day. All right, all right, all right. These motherfuckers, too many, and you retreat, but eventually you take the field. And you just got to, you just got to have faith. And, you know, you just got to push through. You can't always see the end. You can't always see that you're going to win. And maybe you don't win, but you still got to fight. You got to maintain, it can't be, oh, well, I didn't get my way this time, and so now uh, it doesn't matter, nobody's going to vote. That's the, that's the, attitude that so many of you of the millennial generation have that the rest of us really can't stand, like a lot of the stuff that gets put on y'all is bullshit, but that that thing is not and it's something that is unique to your everybody gets a trophy all your feelings matter self-centered generation, and, and y'all, can, y'all can feel how y'all feel about it, but it is a fact, and that that has to go, you have to it has to be about more than you okay, so you can't be 25, 30 years old saying, oh, well, I voted and nothing changed. It's not just about what changes for you. Because that's why we in the position we are in now, because our parents and your grandparents, the fuck-ass baby boomers, that's how they thought about everything. Everything was about them, them, them. They didn't care about us. They didn't care about y'all, us, their kids, y'all, y'all grandkids, their grandkids. They didn't, they didn't care. Everything was them, them, them. Push it off, push it off, push it off. Take everything for us. Fuck the whole system up. And now, and now that's where we are. We can't have, and, and they, and unfortunately, they seem to have raised their kids to be the same way. 
and so we gotta break that, and I ain't know no kumbaya bullshit, y'all know me, y'all should know me by now if y'all listen to this, I ain't know no kumbaya, I told y'all last week, if this shit do happen to go left, I'ma just have to do what I have to do, and I'ma just be a snitching ass fucking house nigga on the, on the plantation, just telling all motherfuckers, yo, I can, so I can sleep warm, cause hey, I tried, but these niggas don't want to fight, and I ain't just gonna be out here getting hung from no tree, so uh, Massa, hey, how you doing, listen, uh, I heard some scuttlebutt out in the field, I don't know what it's about, but I just stay out there mumbling and rumbling and, and looking towards the trees, that's that's all I'm saying, get some hot cocoa, appreciate you champ, I'm just saying, I'm I'm gonna, I'm adaptable, I'm a marine, uh, we gonna go this way, let's go this way, but if we gonna go left, alright, y'all can't be counted on, I was down, I was down to thump, I was down to shoot, I was down to do whatever, but y'all niggas are selfish and worried about yourselves, unfortunately for you, I'm more equipped than you to be selfish and worry about myself, so good luck. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I think we did really well, and I think it bodes well for 2020 because the midterms is not the checkmate. The checkmate is 2020. I think this is is very, this is the best case scenario. It really is. Nobody, everybody talking about the Senate. That was never in play. Like. We knew the way that the way the system is gerrymandered and set up. We knew that they weren't. If, in other words, if Democrats had taken over the Senate, it would have been like a watershed. Nobody expected that. Nobody. It was always the House that was in play, and they and they did it. And so we'll see. My my personal opinion. I know everybody's saying all oh, impeachment. I, I my personal opinion. I think that impeachment is coming. I don't know when it's coming, but I think it is, and I think it always has because. It's not. It's being framed as if, as if it's an impossibility or something that hasn't. He's reached. He was impeachable the day he stepped into office because of all that shit. Because he rigged the election with the Russians, he was impeachable. So it's not a matter of there not being proof. There was nobody looking, nobody to gather it. Now that you have the house, they will. And I'm telling you, once I, once they start overturning them rocks, them roaches and them snakes, and everything's going to crawl out. And one thing's going to lead to another. It's going to lead to another. It's going to lead to another. And, and check out. And I think. And I could be wrong, but I have not been wrong thus far since 2016. I think that today, him firing Jeff Sessions was a huge mistake. I think that was his crossing the Rubicon. If y'all don't know that reference, I use it a lot. I like it. Um, Back in the Roman days, um, when forces were aligning against Caesar, Caesar was out, you know, winning wars and bringing territory in from Rome, and as he was doing that, the, the senators here in Rome, the haters, was getting mad and oh my god, he's got the people, and you know they was starting to plot against him and so, the signal for, you know, the odds of March and what all they had to do was when he, when Caesar was coming back towards Rome, there's this river called the, called the Rubicon up in northern Italy and they said once he passed that then, they, then he was coming back to march on Rome and declare himself emperor and, you know, all the stuff that happened after, so it's a phrase that people use when it means to reach a point of no return. So I, 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 it's a favorite of mine. So I think today was, I think, he, I think firing Sessions was a mistake because, listen, you say what you want about Grand Dragon Sessions. Sessions just wanted to get in there and fucking beat niggas up and hang niggas and lynch niggas and be the Klansman that God made him to be. That's all he wanted to do. He just wanted to racist. He just wanted to be a goddamn racist and keep these niggers in place and use this law to hit these niggers on the goddamn head and lock them the fuck up. That's what he wanted to do. All this old Hoover boy shit you doing, though, over here, I ain't got nothing to do with that because I'm a motherfucking uh, attorney. I done took an oath and I, look, I, I, ain't, I ain't fooling with all that, right? That's what Sessions came in for. 
And so he refused to obstruct that investigation because here's the thing, you know, these Trump people, these guys are, these people are hacks. They're not professional people. They're, they're hacks, the media, people that nobody else in the world ever takes seriously, right? So they got nothing to lose by going all in this guy because ain't y'all, nobody, y'all want shit. This is, the, this is the height of what you could ever be. You're a joke. Nobody else is going to take you in anywhere. This is it. This is your shot. Lose yourself like Eminem, right? But people who have, like, government, civil servants and, like, government people and people including Jeff Sessions, who we know is a racist bastard, but he has a reputation to protect. He is a, he was a, a, a career prosecutor. He has, he is an attorney. He has a career to protect. He's not a quack, in other words. Like, he's not, you know, one of these Trump guys. So he's like, look, I'm, I'm going to go as far as I can with this racist shit. I'm going to use the law to the best of my ability to be the race, to be racist, which is not going to be too hard, because that's what the rule, the law is anyway. But this shit over here, you're doing is some other nonsense, and I'm not getting involved with all that. I'm going to recuse myself because y'all not getting me involved with that bullshit. You seen him at the hearing with Kamala Harris stuttering and, and spitting and swallowing water, and kept saying, "Look, he rushed me because he rushed me." I'm going to lie because he knew, and he, I, I believe he purged himself there, but he knew that that was some other shit. Like that shit y'all did, y'all did over there. I look, that's some other shit. So, people like that are not going to throw themselves under the clown car for Trump. So, I think Trump made a mistake because Trump, again, y'all swear he's so strategic. I keep telling y'all he's not. I don't think he understands. I think when they told him, you can't fire Sessions before the midterm, he didn't know what that meant. He he didn't know that meant because of all these other things that will occur should you do that. He just thought it meant, okay, well, I got to wait till after midterm, fine. I fire him after midterm. So he doesn't understand. First of all, I think he doesn't understand what just occurred. I think he thought he won. He thinks he thought he won because he kept the Senate. Because who knows what the fuck his dumb ass thinks. And so I think he's like, okay, well, it's after election. I can fire him. I don't think he understands what that means. And people, you know, these, these Republican senators, they understand what that means. And again, Jeff Sessions ain't no super liberal. Jeff Sessions is a, is a, is a Republican white Republican racist who believes in the white supremacist structure, and he got fired because he didn't want to obstruct. So that tells you how out in left field what, what this guy is doing is, because this motherfucker got, is the one that says, hey, wait a minute now, that's, that shit is going too far. That nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think Trump made a mistake. I don't think that these people are going to line up like he thinks they are, number one. Number two, I think he's guilty, and you know, I, I at first... Well, I, I'll say this, and I have said this. I don't think Trump really realized. I think Trump knows that they rigged the election for him, but I don't think he realized. I don't think he is knowledgeable of what Putin's plans are. What Putin? This has been a long-term thing for them. I don't think he understands the end game of Putin, but I think he knows full well that they rigged the election for him. And so I think that it's obvious because the things that he is doing are is is not something that people who are who have realized that they were duped or people who maybe just, you know, got involved, maybe their sons got involved in some shit, no shit, this is not how he's behaving. He's, be- he, he's behaving as if he knows that he has done these things and that there's proof out there of these things. That's how he's behaving. And, you know, up until this point, and so what I was saying about why I think that I think that he's going to be impeached because, you know, the media is spinning this story like, you know, they're always two sides as if, as if this is some, you know, thing that can't be proven or, you know, there's no evidence. 
there is evidence. The issue is that you did the people who are in there that are supposed to be doing their jobs are not doing it. And, you know, and that includes the FBI because, you know, you had Comey, who was an ideological moron. It just, I don't know how much you know about um, the FBI and the history, but the history of the FBI is, is really interesting because before I was born and all of you, I'm, I'm sure the young, the positive that are younger than me was born, J. Edgar Hoover was the director of the FBI for like a lifetime. Like he died before I was born, but I think from like the 30s until he died in like the 70s or late 60s, I'm not really sure, but I mean for a long time, for like 30 or 40 years, he was the director of the FBI, but prior to that, um, back, remember back in like the 30s and 40s during the Depression when they had all those bank robberies, Bonnie and Clyde, and all that stuff was going on in the Midwest? Um, part of the reason why that went on is because the FBI was incredibly inept and incredibly, they used to call them the Keystone Cops because they just, they were a bunch of square, you know, white boy, cowboys, oh, we're the good guys, cops, and they had no idea what they were doing, and these crooks was just running circles around them, John Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, they got, um, you know, they were robbing banks, and they bought, like, the top-of-the-line Ford Model T at that time, which is like, some souped-up model that was better than what the cops had, and, you know, but they had Browning, right, the cops had, you know, little revolver pistols, and Bonnie and Clyde and, and them, and Dillinger and all of them, they had, you know, Browning AR rifles, which is an automatic, basically, it's an automatic rifle, it's a, it's a, uh, a AR-15 is semi-automatic. A Browning A1 rifle is automatic. You pull that trigger, boom, boom, slugs as big as your motherfucking head. It's a really great rifle. Slugs as big as your head come out. They use it in World War One, And so they would just, they would outrun the feds, because all you got to do is run to the state line, and the feds don't have jurisdiction. So that's why all of those bank robberies were happening really in the, mid, in the Midwest, in a circle, because you could be in Missouri, and then you could outrun the police and go into... A, yeah, I don't know geography, whatever state's next to Missouri, and then they, you know, down to Texas, and then over to Oklahoma, and then back up to whatever fucks up the top, and that's what they would do, and the, and the FBI were, were inept, totally, totally inept, they were known, they were ideological, they were like, you know, these guys, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, and you can't, you gotta be, you gotta know how crooks think, you have to be a little bit of a crook to be able to catch a crook, or at least know how they think, what what motivates them, and the thing that changed that was J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover came in, and he professionalized the FBI, he made, he bought, he bought on, you know, a lot of the stuff that's routine now, the fingerprinting, and a lot of the science, that it was like, new shit back then, he bought that and all, anyway, I said all that to say that, the FBI, since like 9-11, and this is my intel side speaking, because i watch this occur live, kind of went back to prior to Hoover, when it was like all ideological and all these like square, you know, super white bread cops types started coming into the FBI after 9-11, because, you know, and then and then in the intel kind of got overrun with those guys, because intel, which is what I did, is a different skill. Intel is an intellectual skill. Yes, there is a part that is the running gun, that's the fun part, where once you finally figure it out, you go snatch guys up, and you get them, you question them, interrogate them, whatever you're going to do, yes, but that is at the very end, and that is like a small, tiny, tiny percent, that's like 10% of the job, you might do, you might be at your desk for five years on something, before you get to go snatch, before you get enough to go snatch somebody up their bed, that's how, intel is a science, it is a, it involves, um, psychological profiles, it involves science, it involves, you know, writing, it involves surveillance, it involves just a lot of stuff, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an intellectual, more intellectual type thing, whereas law enforcement 
Because because in Intel, you're trying to you're trying to anticipate, you're trying to prevent. You're you're pulling, you're looking, you're listening. You know, you have your your satellite and your intercepts and all of that. You have your human sources that are in country doing whatever they're doing, developing leads. It's a lot like Homeland. That's why I say Homeland. It's it's TV, it's Showtime, but it's actually really good. Um, the Hollywood depiction, it's still Hollywood depiction of what intel work is like it is really like that, it's slow methodical, you get this piece, you get that piece, you don't necessarily know what that means, and three years later you know, some guy gets killed and you find something now, you, it's it's like that, right um, and so when you get the law enforcement people in, they, they don't, they don't predict they don't, they, they, something has happened, and they come in and investigate to figure out who committed this crime, that's a different skill set than Intel, Intel doesn't do that, we don't, ne- we don't want to necessarily, we don't want to necessarily arrest a person, we don't even necessarily really care, like you could, you could have blown a school up, we don't necessarily care about that, because you might, you might have blown that school up at the order of Osama Bin Laden, and we really want Osama Bin Laden, so we're not gonna lock you up, we're gonna, we know you built that, blew that school up, we'll watch you blow that school up and walk away, and watch where you go, and watch who you talk to, and watch where you go, and watch who you talk to, because our goal is to get Osama Bin Laden, not to lock you up, whereas law enforcement, if you blow that building up, they're gonna snatch you up for blowing that building up, and then, you know, they'll try to flip you up on so-and-so, but you're not, you, you, they're not gonna get much on that, because, again, some guy might, you might not know enough for them, so they'll flip you, and maybe you can give them the guy that gave you the money, but that's as far as that goes, and you might never see that guy again, but hey, we got the guy that blew the school up, and we're gonna put him in jail for, you know, we got the guy that crashed the, pl- the, the planes to the building, and we're gonna put them under the jail, okay, that's great, but that doesn't get you Osama Bin Laden, right? So that's the difference, so the FBI now, and since again, 9-11, has kind of gone back, so a lot of people that are in the, and, and I know this because, I don't know if I told you before, when I was getting out of the military, I didn't, it's a couple different routes I was going to take, and the one that I had went the furthest on was, to, I had applied to the FBI, like I got in and everything, but, you know, I just, I was like, eh, I, I want to make money, <laughs> like I just decided I want to make money, and you know, I didn't, I was like, yeah, I ain't got time for them to be, you don't have no control of where they send you, and I ain't had time to be going to Kansas or whatever, so I just, long story short, changed my mind um, but that was part of the reason because I saw the shift that was going on at FBI, and I was like, nah, I'm too I, 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 I'm too smart for this, like, we call them knuckle draggers, we call, you know, them guys are knuckle draggers, like, they just, they just it's just not there, and so you got to, so that's why you, that's what produces a James Comey, that's what produces a guy who was so hoisted upon his own petard, that he thinks that it's his role to interfere in a presidential election, when no, there's whole fucking protocols and, 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 and guidelines in place, specifically to prevent what he did, because, you know, golly jeepers, this shit against my morals, like, that's a lot of what's going on, so that's why a lot of this stuff is, is seeming as if there's nothing to it, because these people are not digging, into it, they're not investigating, because, you know, Comey's dumbass, I mean, he said it himself, he, he, you know, he was his partisan fucking hack, and he thought that was fine, and so the president came to him, appointed him to be the partisan hack he was, and then he thought, you know, he seemed shocked when the president wanted a favor for it, like, nigga, you're a fucking dipshit, and so was he, of course he wants something from it, like, he seemed shocked by that, now all of a sudden he's writing notes, because I thought he was pressuring me, really nigga, like you, your whole organization is ideological, you motherfuckers are not in there 
you're you're in there for political motives. You're not in there for anything else, and you know that because they've tried to make this big deal out of these two FBI agents that were texting back and forth that text, that Trump was going. You know, they didn't like Trump. That has nothing to do with their job. They can still be. There was no indication that they jeopardized any kind of investigation or anything. But these dumbasses, like, oh, that's partisan because that's that's how they think. They they they're not they're not bright people. So they don't understand that I can still do my job. Me texting that I don't like a guy doesn't mean that I'm gonna fucking make up a whole fucking conspiracy about him being involved with the Russians. Like, there's evidence of that. So my point to all of that is. I think that this, there, he is impeachable. I think that the evidence is falling out of the goddamn drawers. Somebody just has to pick it up and look at it. And so now that the Democrats have taken over the House, they're going to pick it up and look at it. And I think people are, oh, it's going to be obstruction. They're going to do, this is what I think is going to occur. I think this shit is so much more than, listen, the white media, we already know what that is. It's a bunch of white dudes. They've been, they've been wrong this whole time. They continue to be wrong. They continue to be shocked, continue to be outraged by this obvious shit. They continue to go down to the White House and let that motherfucker punk and bully them on TV because they think it makes them look like American pit. Y'all look like some fucking dorks getting punked by a goddamn bully. And I swear to God, if that white man would have ran up and grabbed my microphone, I would have beat that bitch on the head just like Rihanna beat that fan, and that would have been the last fucking sound. Boop. That sound would have been the last thing the world would have heard before they dragged me off, because I swear to God I'll hit that, get you that microphone um, but you know, I think that he's gonna be impeached, I don't know when but I think they're gonna start digging, they're gonna get those tax returns, and those tax returns are gonna lead to, woo child the ghetto and then that's gonna lead and that's gonna lead, and that's gonna lead, and that's gonna lead because this scam that he is running is not sophisticated, this is not even Watergate Watergate, they really, Watergate was like bullshit, Watergate was like goddamn shoplifting compared to this, but it was sophisticated, Nixon was smart, okay, and competent, Nixon wasn't this guy, Nixon was very smart and very competent, and that, what he was doing was sophisticated, it took a lot of digging, and a lot of, uh, you know, witnesses and people to come in to, to really reveal this thing, this is not like that, this shit, the files is all laid out on the table. Somebody just gotta come pick them up. And, um, Maxine and them are about to pick those files up. And I think once this ball gets rolling, it's gonna be crazy. And I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong, but I do not think so. I think that I think that he's in big trouble. And he knows he's in big trouble. And not just him. And it's not even the point. I, I, I keep saying, like, you know, at some point, I don't know what that point is, but at facts, the truth and facts are stubborn things. You can ignore them, you can fake, call them fake news, you can do all that shit, but at some point, all throughout history, truth makes a way through, right? And they can deny, 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 but again, 2020 is coming up, and I just think once these chips start to fall, they're going to fall. I mean, and I and Robert Mueller, Mueller has been holding on to this investigation so after the midterms for a reason. Robert Mueller is not a fool. Robert Mueller is smarter than every fucking dope up in that White House right now. I, I guarantee you that. And he has been prosecuting this and doing this for a very, very long time. And I 
guarantee you he is not worried about Donald Trump at all. I guarantee you he's not shook. I guarantee you he has thought of every kind of fucking way that they would try to fuck his investigation up, and I'm sure he has made um, arrangements for that. One of, the, one of the things he did was he filed some of these charges in the state of New York because the president can't dismiss that and the feds can't interfere in that. So um, I, I, he can fire Sessions, he can put this other guy in. I don't think it's going to work. I think, I, I think that they're going to get him because there is a lot out there to get. And um, I think that this blue, this blue uh, last night's election is going to carry over to 2012 because voting was up, but it's still the midterms. We already know more people come out for the presidency as it is. Um, this Jerry and all of this, we're going through all of this because of gerrymanders. So my point is, you have to continue to vote. You can't just throw your hands up because it didn't happen this time. Because the whole reason that it's it, it is the way it is is because Republicans have been winning elections for so long and they gerrymandering the districts. So the only way to undo that is you have to keep voting and voting and taking those spots so that the districts can be redrawn. Because the districts are drawn in a way that is not constitutional and is not what the founders intended. The districts are drawn in a way so that minority, which is what the Republicans are, rule. And that's not America. The whole experiment of this system, when we threw off the kings and queens of Europe, and Africa and other places too, because Europe wasn't the only place that had kings and queens. I know we like to say that, but it wasn't. Kings and queens have, in the history of time, kings and queens have been the norm. The republics and what we have now are, are fairly recent, I guess, from the French Revolution, which was, what, 1789, that was kind of the end of it, and, you know, since then, but going back to, you know, the first day, the first days, it's been way more, you know, uh, monarchy and theocracy, whatever you want to call it, than not, so, um, what was it, damn, I lost my point, anyway, um, the point is, that to under, it took they didn't gerrymander overnight. It took them thirty, forty years. So it's gonna it's gonna take time to to get that out. But the, but just made a good step with these with these revolts last night. The second thing I want to say is, and what I hope occurs, and this I'm less sure about, but I hope it occurs. Chuck and Nancy, they have to go. They are not worth. I done told y'all already. They old as hell. But they besides that. They're not wartime conciliaries, and we are at, this is war right now. We don't, just reaching across the aisle and all this conciliatory bullshit that they've been on since the goddamn Clinton administration, that's late, that's over, that's done. We, this, we are in, we're not, we are not going to make nice with racists and bigots and misogynists and Trumpers. We're not going to do it. So, we're just not. So, part of what I hope occurs and what I think will occur is these young Turks that are coming in and winning these elections are going to get Chuck and Nancy out of there because they like look we didn't come in here to do this shit y'all been doing that got us to the point we, we need something new we want to be confrontational we don't we not we not being we not giving up because the, the Republicans just push and push and push they get what they want the Democrats come in compromise you can't anybody that negotiates anything you don't come in compromised because whatever you come in, whatever you intend to go in there for, you're going to get less than that. Like, if you, you know, you're selling a car, you want to get 2000 for it, they want to pay 1000 for it, you know you're not going to get 2000 for it, so you say you want 2000 they say they'll give you 1000 you say, oh, no, I need, you know, I don't know, 1800 they say they give you 1200 like, you can't, 
that's just negotiation one-on-one. Democrats come in already compromised. They never go full board. They never ask what they want. And they end up with less than anybody needs. And it's life, it's over for that. That's how we got to the point we're in now. So I hope this, I'm really shocked that Acacia, I, I don't even know her name. You know what I'm talking about. The Bronx lady won. I didn't, not that I didn't think she could. I just was like, look, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, you know, she beat that white man in her district, cool, I don't know about this national shit, but she won, and, and that's honestly, that's the one I was looking for, because she's feisty, and she said when she, when she won, Nancy Pelosi tried to shake it off, oh, that's not any, uh, doesn't, you know, it's not, um, what'd she say, indicative of anything, you know, large, and I'm like, yeah, it is, Nancy, it's indicative of that, our gen, the Gen X and the Millennials, and all of us trapped here by y'all old niggas, we tired of y'all shit, we want change. We want people that look like us, that's our age, that have the problems that we have in the office. And, and the younger, the better, because that means they can, you know, 20, got 20, 30 years to do what they want to do. Because it took 20, 30 years for Republicans to get us this point, okay? And um, I, I really was looking at her because she's feisty, and she was saying, look, if, if I win this seat, I am going to push to get Nancy out of there. I'm, I, will, I will not vote for her, and I will lead a contingent of people to get somebody else in that position. And that's what we need. Nancy and Chuck, do, they're not wartime consigliaries. Thank you for your service and all that. Take this gold watch. Take that office back over there. Uh, here go your phone and your faxes. We know you don't know how to work computers. Um, and, you know, do some fundraising or whatever, I don't know, whatever it is you do over there. We let you know when we need you. I'm sorry, it is what it is. These are not these are not fifty and sixty year old folks. These are these people are 80, 78, 79, 80 years old. It's absurd. It's absurd that they're in leadership positions. I'm sorry. Nobody's saying take them out back and shoot them, but it's absurd. You're too old. You are too old. They don't even let people your age drive. But you run in the country like ugh. so anyway. I was really excited about that because she's she's a is she Puerto Rican or Dominican? She's something, some kind of Hispanic. Sorry, Latino from the Bronx. She's a brawler. Okay, I, I'm a, I'm have an eye on that. Um, yeah. So sorry. That's well, no, I guess that's not all I'm gonna say about elections, but that's all I'm gonna say on that part. Sorry, I'm not on here yelling, but um, I you know I I, I don't I don't think it's yell worthy. Um. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, um, another thing that I hope, now don't get me wrong here, y'all know I love Rihanna, y'all know I love my fashions, y'all know I love my my, my culture, I'm a Gen Xer, of course I love it, but I feel like it's gone too far now. I feel like part of the reason why Trump is president is because he was on TV, he was on Celebrity Apprentice, and just everybody just has their legs wrapped tightly around celebrity, and it's gotten way too much power. I love Rihanna to death, y'all know. Beyonce, she alright, all these other celebrities, but like, with few exceptions, most of them are not any more qualified to speak or know anything. Actually, a lot of them know a lot less than you do. Because, you know, a lot of them been doing what they've been doing since 16. They haven't been going to school. They've been working, focusing on their art and their craft. They haven't studied. They haven't done the reading. I'm sure they've done what they can. Actually, I think Rihanna's actually really bright, and I think Rihanna didn't go to school in the U.S., and we all know how to, <laughs> we all know the U.S. has the worst school system in the world. So I think, I think Rihanna is actually very bright. And her mother was an accountant, so, but still. I, I'm, I'm going to just assume she don't have time to read all the books in the library, right? But I, I think she does well for I think she represents herself well. She's come, she seems to be bright to me. Not saying that nobody else isn't. I'm just saying 
it they don't seem like it <laughs> um but my point is like that's great if you want to if you want as Rihanna or Beyonce or 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 Taylor Swift or whoever on your Instagram or on your Twitter if you want to say hey I'm voting for this person cool 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 you know but I don't really give a fuck like I love Rihanna to death, but I don't, I'm not gonna go vote for somebody because Rihanna said go vote for them, I'm just not, like, cause, I'm just not, like, I love Rihanna, and I'm, oh, that's cool, like, when she had the Hillary hat, I mean, I was voting for Hillary anyway, and I was glad to know that so was Rihanna, but, like, if she wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't gonna go for, it wasn't like I was waiting around, oh, well, who's Rihanna gonna do, I don't care, I don't care, because, you know, I'm pretty confident that I know at least that much, at least, as much about the issues and the candidates and who I should be voting for as Rihanna does. So, I, you know, I, I don't really care. And I feel like that's everybody. So, so the point of this was somebody tweeted yesterday, like I guess Beyonce waited to the last minute to endorse Dato. I don't know why that does. Maybe she was on tour. I mean, personally, this is my personal opinion. Y'all could drag me if y'all want to. I feel like she's from Texas she should have endorsed him long ago, I, I agree, I get the point that the dude was trying to make, like, why are you coming through with this last minute, but then, but the implication, the, the assumption, or the implication in that, was that, because she waited last minute, it cost him all these last minute votes, and that's stupid, and that's the problem, because you should not be sitting on your ass, waiting for Beyonce to come out about somebody, or, oh, Beyonce, now you're gonna run vote, like, that's the problem, like, Beyonce, who, who cares who she endorses, you live in Texas, you know what's on the line, you know Ted Cruz is shit, you should be voting for Beto, whether she announces or does not, like, or doesn't, it doesn't make a difference, and that's part of the problem, y'all, these celebrities, they don't know anything, okay, they're very talented, and they're very they're immaculate, great talents, you know, lots of charisma, stars, all of that, don't get me wrong, but, they, they don't, they don't know anything, like, they, you know, like, any more than you do, particularly if you have a college degree, if you're educated, or something like that, like, stop, it's gone too far, the celebrity worship is gone too far, and I'm not saying just shut up and dribble, that's not what I'm saying, yes, it's fine if you want to endorse a candidate, but like, we give them, we giving them too much power, we giving them too much influence, it's they're just a citizen, just like you are, okay, you're voting for Hillary, great, you like Vito, great, but all of this, um, onus that's put on them to like, oh, well, you know, I didn't have the Oprah, went and knocked on doors for Stacey Abrams, because she wanted to, and honestly, I think Oprah is a little bit, I think Oprah probably knows some things about a few things, right, but, that's, I appreciated that, I appreciated that she went to knock on the door, because Oprah understands I have influence, like, I have real influence, like, people really will, you know, listen to me, and I want to go, um, knock on doors, there's a, there's a good video where Stacey Abrams said that Oprah reached out and asked her what she could do, and she was like, well, if you could just send a tweet, because Stacey knew, hey, Oprah sending a tweet would be a big deal, Oprah was like, no, I want to go knock on doors, like, things like that, I, I don't have a problem with that, because that's Oprah making an effort, like, listen, I am going to go knock on doors for you, because I understand my influence, I, and, and she understands that, that's not the same thing to me, as going on Instagram with a picture in a hat, and I'm not saying, like, don't do that, but, like, I don't, I don't, that to me, it's, it's, what am I trying to say, I'm not trying to knock Beyonce, I don't know what the situation was, but to me, 
for you to be the night of the election when the votes are being counted or people are voting to put that up, that says to me you haven't really been paying attention or you're not really invested in this and you're just doing this to do it. I could be wrong. I could be extremely wrong, okay? But that's what it says to me. That's different than what Oprah was doing where she's knocking on doors, and I don't know if y'all follow different people on something, they were doing these, like, drives, or they were like, go vote and show it. Like, there are things that you can do that are active, right? When Rihanna's, who can't even vote in the U.S., tweeted about, um, you know, please go vote for Andrew Gill. Like, that, if you're telling people to go vote, that even what Taylor Swift did, telling people, please go, I, I'm voting for this, please go vote because of these issues, these issues, and these issues. The, I'll take that. Because that's, that's helpful, in my opinion. That's somebody saying, look, these are the issues. I'm voting for this person because of this. Please go vote. Not saying you have to go do it, but that's different to me than what a lot of these other celebrities do, where it's like a look, or it's like, it, like everybody's talking about the voter die thing, where everybody's wearing the voter die t-shirts. Okay, but what, did, what, did, what, what is that beyond you're wearing a t-shirt? Like, what, what is the payoff for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just feel like it's a lot, it's too much of that. It's too much platforming celebrities, there's too much counting on celebrities. It didn't used to be that way. Yeah, if you go on a talk show, you could say who you're voting for and people would clap, but nobody made their whole, you know, well, I, I, I'm not going to go out and vote until Beyonce, whoever Beyonce endorses, I'm going to vote for you. Like, you're a fool. You're a fool. And I just feel like that's part of the Kim Kardashians. I've said it before. This brand woke. This brand woke. I don't like it because it's not sincere and it's not productive. It's just publishers and managers and whoever else wanting to jump on a wave and wanting to appear to be, oh, that's what's in now. The kids are voting. The kids are marching. You know, I said it on Halloween and I ain't, I wasn't trying to be like a bitter Betty or nothing, but like that. But even on Halloween, everybody dressed up with the Panthers and posing. Like to me, that's performative. Like. I mean, okay, like you dressed up like a black, everybody knows the famous picture of Huey Newton in the chair, it's a great image, a lot of the 60s and the 70s and the 50s have great images, but I think what people forget is, those images were just snapshots in time, the people that were really doing the work, people that were really marching, and getting locked up, and getting beat up, and getting jailed, they were really doing the work, and I feel like nowadays people just think posing in the pictures and dressing up is doing the work, and it's not. That's my point. And I'm not saying that these people are not, because I know a lot of people write blank checks, and I know they do all that, and I appreciate that, but I just, I feel like there's a lot of ego out here, and I feel like a lot of a lot of these celebrities are, are positioning themselves in places that they shouldn't, in places where maybe they should cede their platform to somebody else. They should cede their platform to somebody with more experience or with expertise. Hey, I'm Oprah, but this lady, Stacey Abrams, is great. She's running for governor. She's a Yale Law graduate. She's a this, she's a that. She has these things, these these qualities. This is why you should vote for her. And I'm gonna go knock on doors for her. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a platform for her to speak. Do you understand the difference? There's a difference between Oprah sitting on the stage with the candidate to give the candidate a platform and a celebrity deciding they're going to be the face of mass incarceration. You're not the face of mass incarceration, dude. You're making a mockery of of, of something that affects real people. You were in jail because you were supposed to be in jail because you kept violating your parole and you you kept doing things that get regular people locked back up in jail and you only got out because you are a celebrity. 
That's the, I don't. That's the part that I'm objecting to. This brand woke is it's counterproductive and it's very dangerous because these people do not know what they are talking about. They don't know anything. You had Ti sitting up there talking about gentrification. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, bro. Read. You don't know what you are talking about. Rather than do that, how about you go reach out to? I'm sure there's, I don't know, I know New York City, I'm sure there's people in Atlanta that have been working against it, or whatever y'all got going down there, I'm sure there's people down there in the community leading that effort that you could have said, hey, this my man Joe, he does, and, and gave him the floor, seated him the floor, this is my point. These people, they want to be in front of the camera, they want to act like they're about something, but they're not about nothing. You're not, you're not making the effort to understand the basics to be able to speak, and you're putting yourself out here like you're doing the work, and you're not. You are not. And that is that is part of the problem. That is why so many people are lost, and so many of these people think that voting don't matter, and this candidate is the same as that candidate, and third party is the way to go. Because you have so many people who don't know anything, who have no expertise, who have not done the least bit of research out here talking as if they know things, and they don't. And the media just pipes, props them up. Oh, I wonder why Beyonce didn't do this before. It could have cost B to all these votes. What the fuck? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, stupid? Who's voting, be, waiting for uh, Beyonce to, to endorse somebody? I mean, I just assumed she wasn't going to endorse Ted Cruz. I, I, I just assumed that. I mean, come on. But I'm just saying that, that to me, my opinion, I could be wrong. The last minute of it to me seemed like a, a stunt. It wasn't like, because you, Beto been out there forever. I'm Janelle Monet been retweeting them. People been on Beto. And again, she's on tour, so maybe she didn't have time. I don't know. Janelle Monet on tour too. I'm just saying. You had plenty of time to, to endorse that man. He's been who he's been all this time. It seemed a little stunty to me. But perhaps, you know, I don't know. Perhaps he called her last minute, like, hey, this will help us. I don't know. I don't know the reasons, I'm just saying and I'm not just putting it on her because she's not the only one she's just the one that's jumping in my head because it's the most recent that's all the problem I love ghost. I'm going to buy your music, I'm going to go see your shows I'm going to do your looks, I'm going to retweet you, all of that but I really don't care who you're voting for and I really, would. if you're going to you're a celebrity and you have these platforms you have to be responsible with how you use those and I just feel like a lot of people are not they're not responsible you know, they think this is a, just another, you know, album cycle, or tour cycle, where, oh, that's what we, and you know, this what we on now, this, that's what we on now, okay, yeah, let's, I want to be an activist, everybody's an activist now, quote, fingers, activist, what you acting on, though, what are you acting on, Instagram, (laughs) you know what I mean, so, that's, that's my two cent, whatever, on that, I'm just, I'm just over it, I'm, I'm a little irritated with it, um, uh, in the same vein, though, um, Rihanna sued Trump for using her music um, at his rallies. Uh, it's been a back and forth, and you know, other people have. I think John Legend was like, "Don't use my shit," and Aerosmith, I think, was like, "Don't use." It's been a few people that were like, "Don't use my shit." Rihanna had said it a couple times, but I guess they thought she was playing, so she finally sent that cease and desist, and Rihanna has not, Rihanna don't be on Twitter, she'll go on Instagram, but she don't be on Twitter, but now I kind of think she might got a sneak account, because she jumped up on Twitter quick, soon as, <laughs> soon as that shit was tweeted, Rihanna, either her or somebody close to her was like, hey sis, he on here talking shit, cause she jumped right on Twitter like, uh, actually sir, you will be taking my shit down, thank you, here's your, here's your, here's your receipt, 
quickly. So I was like, God, Rihanna ain't been on Twitter in days. So she made sure she got up there on that one. Um, so shout out to her. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Like I'm not, I, I'm I am cautiously optimistic. I think we did very well, and I and I'm I am optimistic. This this here's what I'll say. I understand that people are saying certain things, but there's something we, what I'm trying to say, just because people are saying, the way words are parsed, because again, I have an intel background, and I'm a lawyer, the way words are, are parsed have meaning, right? So, saying I'm not thinking about impeachment, or we're not looking toward impeachment doesn't mean we're not going to impeach. It's it's very specific wording. We're not looking toward it. In other words, right now on today, we're not looking toward that. We're not thinking about that. Doesn't mean that we're not going to do it. And I and and so I just feel like because I don't see what the point of regaining the house is if you're not going to do something like. I mean, all this it's just right there. What are you trying to gain the house back for? if you're not going to do these things. So I think that they're going to do these invest. I think what's going on is they're like, look, we're definitely, we're going to get to taxes and we're definitely going to do these investigations and where it leads is where it leads, but we're going to do these investigations. Even if we don't, you know, the Senate of course is not going to cooperate with us, but as we do these investigations and as we unturn shit, it's going to leave where it's going to, cause that's what happened with Nixon. Again, Nixon was before my time, but y'all know I watch the History Channel a lot, and, I, and I've actually studied it quite a bit. And that's what happened with Nixon. When it first started, they didn't know that it was going to lead to Nixon resigning. They didn't know. They were just investigating this break-in, what happened. They didn't even know Nixon was involved. For the longest time, Nixon was like he was involved and he was, you know, isolated. And then as it started getting closer, he started doing similar to what Trump is doing now, start firing people, start trying to, you know, um interfere with the investigation, all the stuff that Trump is doing right now, but it didn't start out that way it just started out as an investigation to a break-in, they didn't even know that it was connected to the campaign to elect the president until I think it was John Dean was the snitch, John Dean is the one that came in because John Dean being a lawyer very much like Sessions and not being the biggest dummy you know, maybe he was a dummy, but not the biggest one realized that, wait a minute I'm entangling all this shit, and these guys are gonna end up trying to put this on me because I'm the lawyer, and I did this, 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 and that. Oh, no, no. Let me go in there and tell y'all what happened. And and when John Dean, and I noticed because the, um, over the weekend, I think, there was um on Reels and one of them channels, it was, they were going through Watergate, and um they were on the John Dean part, and he was saying that he was like, um, yeah, I knew that I knew that I had to go in there and tell them what happened because if I didn't, then they were going to try to put it on me, and that's how they're going to isolate the president. He was the one that had pulled all the pieces together, and so he went in there. And he was saying how when they when he first started testifying, they didn't believe him, and they just kept kind of like what they did with um the Kavanaugh lady, kept trying to question her and say she's making it up. They did the same thing to him, but again, he's a lawyer and he knew he knew what to say and what not to say, and he just kept going. and ev- And everything he was he was telling them ended up checking out and ended up being corroborated, and so that that famous phrase that came from the um, Watergate hearings, what did the president know, and when, does he, when did he know it, everybody uses that, like, oh, it's a key phrase, well, it turns out that that phrase, they said that to him, because they thought that he 
was lying or they thought that he was making it up and so he that was put to, to John Dean to try to like put him on the hot seat like okay well what did he know when did he know it like to see if he would if he would they were trying to get him to incriminate himself or to say something that would incriminate himself and get the president out of it and Dean said he was aware of that he was like I knew what they were trying to do they were trying to get me to say something that would compre- uh, contradict something else I was saying or or put some way to discredit me he was like but I knew what they were doing, and I wasn't going to do that because, you know, again, I'm an attorney, and I'm not the biggest dummy. I might be a dummy, but I'm not the biggest one, and so I'm not going to do that. And so it took time, and, 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 and it just kept going, and little things came out. That thing started out a small investigation and ended up with the resignation of the president of the United States. So what I'm saying is I think that he's going to be impeached. I think all these people are saying that they're not going to look to impeach because what they're saying is, look, we're going to do our jobs, and if and if it gets to that point, then it'll get to that point. But I think he's going to be impeached. I don't know when, you know. I don't know if it'll be after 2020, Nixon was impeached in his second term, not his first. I personally, maybe I'm too optimistic. I don't really think Trump's going to be able to survive 2020 because I don't think that they're going to be able to hack 2020 the way they hacked 2016. I could be wrong, but I don't think they are. Number one. Number two, I think these... Democrats in the House are going to have shit in such disarray by then, and all this momentum from these midterms is going to just reach a crescendo, and that shit is all going to come tumbling down. I could be wrong, but that's just the feeling that I have. That's why I'm like I'm 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 optimistic. Like Gilliam didn't win, but he's a star, and and he's he, his confrontational style and his no bullshit style and his is is what is needed. Beto, same thing. It's was direct people people who are not fucking so ingrained in that both sides political, reach across the aisle bullshit, real people that's what the Democrats need and a lot of those a lot of those people that won those races and some of the ones that didn't they're coming up they're coming up and they're gonna move Chuck and Nancy around so I am cautiously optimistic so no sorry to disappoint you I'm not gonna get on here yelling and hollering this week because I didn't think this is about what I thought was going to happen. I didn't, you know, the blue wave, we're going to take over the Senate and the House and all that, turn everything blue. I did. I never, I was, that's not going to happen. But they won way more seats than I thought they would. Like, I thought they would, I, 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 I thought they could turn the House blue, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be an eke out. But, um, no, they, they, they got it. And, um, and they're still counting. So, uh, I think just recently some other seat turned that they thought that they had called, but it turns out uh, it went the other way. And, um, you know, Stacey Abrams not conceding good for her. I wouldn't concede either, you know, count down to the last fucking vote. And if I lost, I lost, but it's no way I'm getting on TV with only less than 50% in conceding. Like, I don't, I don't know what that was about. Um, cause they're still counting his votes too. And they don't know if he lost cause he conceded before Miami was in, which I, I don't, but anyway, yeah, so, um, that's, oh, let me give y'all the Genghis kicks. I just put them up last week, but I didn't mention them. Um, let me see. Actually, I did, uh, I did this earlier this week. So, some new, there's uh, a, a lot of trash coming out, but it's just some stuff. Like, the Diamond Dunks, so, you know, the Tiffany um, Dunks that they had earlier. I never, I, I didn't get a chance to get them, but I, I wanted them. So, they're coming back out again. The Tiffany, the Tiffany color, the black with the Tiffany blue. Um, low tops. I'm not a real big fan of low top dunks. I mean, I got like a couple pair, but 
not a huge fan, but they're coming out. Um, I'll put those up. There's three colors, that Tiffany color and a white color and a yellow color. I'll put those up. Um, what else? Uh, there's there's a lot of they got another pair of the fucking Air Max up tempos for women the gray joints I put them up because just because they women's and you know I try to put women's up but they're ugly and I don't like them um, Air Max ninety seven silver and white re released everybody likes those I put those up um, they got a silver and black pair too and a gold and black pair there's Air Jordan threes coming out in some lime color but I told y'all you know I don't like them crazy colors. Um, Oh, this is what I wanted to put out, and I meant to tell y'all about this. So the Air Jordan, the Jordan Four, is coming out in fire engine red, but it's just for women, which is unique because it's very rare that they put out a Jordan just for women. Um, well, not very rare, but not you know, it's like I think they do it like maybe four times a year, like once a quarter. Um, oh, and there's y'all love them Elevens. They got them out in olive again, women's. I'll put a lot of women's up, because people, I told y'all, just wear the fucking men's, but whatever. If they make something specifically for women, I put, try to put it up. Um, they got the Air Max 95 volts, which everybody likes. But these got more of the green at the bottom. I like the ones with the black at the bottom, like the originals, but those are kind of fly too. Oh, and the 270 Air Volts, which actually I might get, because they kind of live. Um, yeah, and then the rest of these is the Air Force Ones, which I am never going to post, because I don't even know why they still making them shits. Um, one more women's pair, there's an Air Jordan 1 that's coming out, it's like a um, ACG type, I'll put that up. Yeah, so a whole, bu- whole bunch of women's up this week, you know, give y'all a little taste. Alright, um, thanks for listening to, thanks for asking, um, this is episode 183, um, I don't know what I'm gonna call this, maybe I'll call this, I don't know, um, I'll figure it out by the time I post it. I want to remind y'all my webpage, thanksforasking.co. The email is thanksforaskingpodcast at gmail.com. Podbean is coming. Don't worry. I get paid in the middle of the month. Um, got a lot of shit going on. Podbean is coming. Um, thanks for listening. Please rate me. Tell your friends. You can write reviews if you want. I see y'all on there. I see y'all listening. You can add me on Twitter. You can send me an email. I'm be honest with you. Add me on Twitter is a lot faster. <laughs> um and um you know shout out to everybody retweeting me and and and, sh- and, sh- and giving me shout outs and, and saying I'm your favorite and quoting quoting me and shit I appreciate y'all um and thanks and see y'all next week peace